Bulldog here. Don't pretend like you don't know who I am. And welcome to another episode of the Wrestling Merchandise and Memories Podcast. As always, I'm joined by actor, star of stage, screen, and television, wrestling manager, uh, impresario, star of the Territory Days, the one and only Stu Stone. Yes. Stu, how the fuck are you? <laughs> just starting off, just working blue right off the bat ski, huh? Uh, Canadian Bulldog, it's a pleasure to be back. I know that after our historic first recording, uh, I know that the dozens and dozens of listeners were very, very impressed from what you've told me. You got very good feedback. You got excellent feedback. And then, of course, we took a uh, like three-month hiatus. And I, there's only one really person to blame for that. That's our assistant, uh, Shelly who uh, just could not get our schedules, you know, coordinated. Uh, but that's okay. We're back on track. We're well, better we than ever. we did an episode in April, so we're a month behind. Fine. We're, we're, we're here. We're better than ever. And for those of you, the, the 12 who maybe, uh, anybody other than the 12 who did not listen the first time around, uh, this is really about wrestling merchandise and memories because that's, that's the name of the podcast. Yes. That's the gimmick. And if you missed the last episode, you can go on to uh, Spotify and SoundCloud. Wherever you get your podcast. And wherever you get your podcast. In the last episode that we did, which is our premiere episode, the topic was... LJN, LJN Wrestling, wrestling Superstars. superstars. Uh, the eight-inch wrestling figurines that were made in the beautiful LJN series of plastic wrestlers, WWF Superstars of Wrestling. And it was the most detailed um, podcast on the subject that I'm aware of. It absolutely is. And uh, like I said, you got, got a ton of great feedback about that one. But we're on to bigger and better things. And Stu, do you know what this week's topic is? I actually don't. Good. Because <laughs> I'm going to surprise you. So over the weekend, um, the wife and daughter and I went to a, a flea market. Okay. And uh, found something. And I said, you know what? This is... This may cost me about twenty bucks, but well, it'll before be... you say that, like, let's just break this down. A flea market. Yes. What is a flea market? It, this is technically actually an antique market. What's the difference speaking. between an antique market and a flea market? Well, a flea market is where they sell all the hazari and and uh, just the cheap tchotchkes and things like that, um, like bootleg cell phones and and things like that. And and you know why would you have any interest in going to a flea market? For the most part, uh, I'm not disparaging any of our dozen listeners. But an antique market, now that is where you can find all kinds of crazy crap. Um, you know, I saw Pee Wee's Playhouse um, action figures there. Oh, wow. I saw a uh, Welcome Back Cotter uh, lunchbox, I feel. Really? I did. I feel like you used to have that uh, lunchbox. I did not have that. I, I was Vinny a Vinny Barbarino thermos? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was a Freddie Boom Boom Washington mark back in the day, but I this was not the item that caught my eye. No, what I saw was uh, a wrestling magazine, and not just any wrestling magazine. Because oh, wow. You can go into like your pro wrestling illustrated yep. and, and that kind of Shout thing. Shout out to, to uh, Bill After, Stuart M. Sachs, and <laughs> Eddie Elner. Eddie Elner, yeah. Yes, exactly. This is, this is definitely one of the off-brand magazines. Ah, uh, nice. And I actually, Stu, I have not only one, but I have three. Wow, that's amazing. Vintage wrestling magazines, and I'm just pulling them out of the bag here, and they're hermetically uh, sealed envelope. Yeah. Um, How much th- did that cost you? The three magazines together, I think they sent me back 20 bucks, which in any other universe Seems would pricey. probably be. <laughs> it, it, it was very pricey. But I saw They these. saw you coming a mile away. <laughs> they like, couldn't believe that they sold these. Wow, look at that. That is amazing. Now, I just so, want to say something. While you're pulling out this wrestling magazine, yes. let's just take you back to, to the good old days before the internet. 
Um, well, maybe they're not the good old days. Maybe they're the good bad days. No, no, these were these were the classic days. Okay, good. Whenever I would go to the newsstand or Max Milk or Becker's or Light Lechman's or any bookstore or any place that sold magazines, there was a wrestling usually positioned on the lower shelf so like kids could get to it. There was a whole section of wrestling magazines. You alluded to Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and of course, there was um, WWF magazine. That was the best one. Was WWF magazine? Absolutely. And uh, you know, in later years, Raw magazine, whatever, whatever. But uh, you know, there was a plethora of off brands, which I'm think if that's what your topic is today, that's incredible. I can't wait to look at it. But as a kid, I would buy. It doesn't matter what magazine it was, any of them. So. I, I'm so excited to see what you got at this antique market, but I also want to paint a picture of an era when any magazine with a wrestler on it, like a wrestling fan, would buy. Yes, absolutely. So, so first of all, the, the magazines that we're going to dissect in, in great detail today, each of them are called Wrestling All-Stars, Heroes, and Villains. Okay. And... Um, I agree. I feel your pain about going to the Max Milk and picking up whatever you Wrestling could. Eye magazine. Wrestling Eye was another good one. This is actually, I believe, lower on the wrestling magazine food chain than Wrestling Eye. Is that possible? It, well, we're going to find out in a few minutes when we crack these bad boys open. But um, so all three of these are from the mid-1980s. Okay. And uh, I have not read these ahead of time. I probably did not own these back in the day. And what we're going to do is we're just going to page by page, we're going to dissect what's on the front cover uh, some of the lies that are told, some of the the kayfabe breaking that happens here, the the advertisements for apartment wrestling, I'm sure going to be oh, in there. Oh yeah, uh, color pinups of like whoever uh, one of demolition or something. Well, like what that. years are these from? So this first one I've opened, it is uh, it's issue number twenty, and it was from December 1987. December 87. Yeah. So, so between WrestleMania three and WrestleMania four. Yeah. And. Um, a lot of interesting stuff in the world of wrestling. Uh, the NWA was still around. AWA was actually still around at that point. Yeah. Uh, and on the front cover, we've got the headline, Arn Anderson Attacks. And he's putting a chin lock on Nikita Koloff. <laughs> and he has the quote, I'll kill for a title if I have to. Which I, I guarantee you, AA probably did not give the journalists at Wrestling <laughs> All-Stars that, that exclusive I have to quote. just say that that was amazing, what you just did right there. That really was. And I don't have a good arm. You know, that's honest. a really good arm. Listen, the thing about the headlines on these wrestling magazines were you just nailed it with that, like, I'll kill you for a title if I'll I have to. I'll kill for a title if I have to. They <laughs> Brian Pillman. It was always like... <laughs> Lex Luger to, to Ric Flair, you're dead meat. <laughs> uh, listen, if you're talking about uh, uh, December 1987, you know, the hottest action in the wrestling world would have been maybe the Mega Powers, DiBiase, Andre, the even honky -tonk Virgil, Honky Tonk, Flair, Sting, Luger, Muda, but they've got a picture of Arn Anderson putting a chin lock on Nikita Koloff. And it only gets better from there. So let's just, let's just talk about some of the other People top. should Google the, this. Uh, they can maybe see it along with us. Wrestling All-Stars, December 1987 yeah. with Arn Anderson on the cover. <laughs> chin lock on Nikita. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, that's okay. Um, so... The, the second headline on here is hard times for Heenan, exclamation mark. Yes. That's the brain is down, but is he out? 
Yeah. And then it has some photo that somebody took at ringside of Bobby the Brain Heenan. None of these are actual studio photography. Or at no. Least not the WWF guys. No. These are um, these are like fan photos that may have been taken by like the likes of Jim Cornette or 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 Paul Heyman. They used well, to be ringside photographers. Or George Napolitano. I'm that's sure we're going to find more than him. likely. What His we're fingerprints about. are all over this yeah, bad boy. I guarantee I, that. I I think that that's more. That's what you're going to find here. Yeah. And so I'm not going to spoil the other, like the sort of the sub headlines, because I'm sure we'll get into them in some way, shape or form. Uh, but I will mention that this has a Rock and Roll Express fantastic pullout pinup. So, uh, Stu, if you, if you want to put this on your wall after. Um, I may want to. I will. I would like to reserve that right. Uh, I will say, though, that this has to be like a very w, uh, NWA heavy magazine. There's only a small little picture of Bobby the Brain in the top corner. Everything else is there is not even a mention on the cover of anything to do with WWF at this point. Arn Anderson is the headline. Eddie Gilbert, it's a headline. The Lightning Express, <laughs> Akbar's Army, the Rock and Roll Express. There's no mention of the WWF on this magazine cover. And I guess to, to give people a little bit of context there, the reason why is, is it because, because they weren't allowed. Yeah, WWF did not give them any access, so they didn't give them like the portrait photography. Um, well, this isn't portrait photography. They couldn't have pulled a house show photo of like, uh, you know, a Macho Man. They they could have. Let's let's crack this bad boy. Open I have a feeling. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Okay, so the first thing you see. Oh, this is actually like a centerfold of, of the, the Rock, Rock and, and Roll, Roll Express. Express, and that's that is a portrait photography, and they have. Um, they're wearing no, they like, that were if like, what you mean, like they posed for whoever took the picture, sure. But this isn't like in front of like a white psych. No, no, absolutely not. And so they're wearing it's a nice uh, picture, though, of them. It really is. They have T-shirts that, that they got from uh, Thornhill Square. Possibly. Uh, There's airbrush tees. It's Rock Matching. and Roll Express. Kind of looks like Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Like if you kind of covered that. No. It's like off-brand Shawn Michaels like and Marty Kirkland. <laughs> a Kirkland, Michaels, and Jannetty. Uh, and, and then the. Of course, I know Rock and Roll Express came first, so it's right. not, you know. But still, it's like we're rewriting history here yes. on the Wrestling Merchandise Memories podcast. Um, so there is a, a plethora of other magazines within this family, such as Masters of the Universe magazine, uh, Superman 3 magazine. Rambo. Uh, Rambo. And then the other advertisement on the opposite page, like when you actually get into the newsprint, is for Michael P.S. Hayes uh, Off the Streets LP. Featuring Bad Street USA. And... I'm just looking at this here. There's actually Michael Hayes exposed, so you can actually get a <laughs> use your imagination with that one. A nude photo of uh, is Doc that what Hendricks. that's implying? I think it is. I think he's in the this. buff there. You can't actually see it because it's hidden. Michael Hayes exposed, unretouched, color photo free in albums only. They're not. That's really what they are implying. So it's if, a nude photo of Michael Hayes. So if you got like a 12-inch album of uh, Michael Hayes, you make it see his, uh, well, 12-inch, I don't know. Ten I don't, new I don't killers. Wow, look at the grammar on here. They've got lots of commas. Ten, ten new killer songs, including Bad Street, Bad Street Band and the Freebirds. Ten killer songs plus the Freebirds and the Bad like Street Band. It only sounds like one song to me. Michael's single Bad Street USA was praised by rock stations like 96 Rocks in Atlanta by Tom Nast of Album Network. Michael Hayes is a powerful a rocker as he is a wrestler. That's sort of a backhanded compliment. <laughs> now you can be one of the first to own his powerful new follow-up album. His follow-up album to Bad Street USA. Oh, off so the this, streets. You don't even get Bad Street here. No, this is his second album. Wow. 
11 songs on the tape version. So if you buy the tape version for nine ninety five, you actually get a bonus 11th song. But you don't get the sexy centerfold. I think that's no, what the trade-off is. No, the centerfold only comes yeah. with the... Uh, but we've spent a lot of time on it. We're only on page one. It's going to be 45 minutes of a Michael Hayes centerfold. All right. Did anybody buy that out there? Let us know. You had that album, I believe. I didn't have that album. You had that on the same like playlist as Jimmy Hart's Outrageous Conduct. Now, that is a good album. So we're going to skip the table of contents and the other uh, well, let's just the check, other Let's see if we magazines. recognize any of these names in the credits here. The publisher. No. Oh, my God. Look at the associate publisher. It is Georgia <laughs> Napolitano. No. Oh, no, sorry. Read that. Oh, my God. Rita Eisenstein. <laughs> what? Perhaps a, a distant relative. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we did not plan this. Folks. Publisher Norman Jacobs and Carrie Quinn. Associate publisher Rita Eisenstein. Now, when Aunt Rita used to come over, did she talk about... Editor George Napolitino. Napoli, Napoli, yeah. That's where my eyes went initially, but I didn't know about Aunt Rita, so... Uh, that's that's interesting. Did you so have he a was lot the of... I guess the guy. Hold on one second. I'm not dismissing the fact that the advertising director is also Rita Eisenstein. Wow. Uh, I'm gonna have to look into that because that is my shoot name. Rita Eisenstein is my shoot name. <laughs> Your name is Rita Eisenstein. Yes, but uh, uh, I guess what I'm learning here is like an Aptor magazine is like Bill Aptor is the photographer and the editor, and like a George Napolitino mag is like he took the pictures. Is what I'm guessing. I, I would think so. I think this was George's show. Good so, for him. Uh, Clearly not a WWF. Uh, not, I've So far, no WWF anything mentioned in the first three pages. Yes. And the other thing I do want to mention, just in the, the phot- photos with the table of contents, we see a, fa- a sting um, like with an, a crimson mask. Let's keep a count of how many uh, bloody faces we see in this magazine. Fair enough. Though. Well, there's one for those keeping yes, okay. track at home. All right, so the first article, oh, no, this is not an article. This is a feature, but fans speak out. Um, so do you want to, any any letters uh, that jump out to you? I mean, let's just pick one letter right. and see what the fans were speaking out about. Um, <clears throat> Wake up and smell the hay. Dear Wrestling All-Stars, I have been watching wrestling for a short time, and I really love it. Lately, I've noticed what trash the Four Horsemen are. Lex, Tully, don't you realize that you're a trashy team? You guys are good wrestlers. Get on the good guy's side. So come on, Tully. Wake up. Come on, Lex. Walk away from the Four Horsemen. You and Tully can make a better tag team on your own. Jeremiah Wilkinson of Snuddler, Texas. And you do realize Jeremiah Wilkinson is probably dead by now. There's not one fucking question about the WWF. Okay, to be fair, would you rate wrestling all-stars heroes and villains to ask about your WWF stars? Fair enough. Knowing the kind of biased uh, coverage they'd the, have. The ratings are coming up. Let's all see. All right, so ratings are always, for both of us, uh, a favorite. They, early in the magazine, because Pro Wrestling Illustrated, that'd be closer yeah. to the back. Yeah. Now, these aren't your, like, shit bootleg ratings. These are the official ratings. So uh, if you're, you know, the WWF or world-class, you have to take these seriously because this is uh, this is what's going to shape your promotion. Um so they have the most popular and most hated. They have top 20 instead of top 10. They had to do a little bit better than the after mag. So, of course, the number one in the top 20 is Lex Luger. Uh, he was probably not world champion at this point. They just they liked his. Wait, uh, so Lex Luger is number one on the top 20, but he is not in the top 10 of most popular wrestlers. <laughs> oh, I guess he's the number two he's hated. The most hated is Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette is the number yeah. one heel in wrestling, according yeah. to this magazine. I That's will, amazing. I will also point out in the Hulk top Hogan 20- listed as number one babyface. Yeah. 
I will also point out in the top 20, the highest ranking WWF guy at the time is Andre the Giant at number seven. Uh, how he got to number one, that's that's a great question. And then followed up by the Honky Tonk Man at number 10. So clearly George is not... Uh, is Hulk not Hogan is it. not even listed in the in the top 20. Yeah. I also want to point out, they, so they, have, they don't have WWF ratings on the first two pages. Of course they don't. Uh, but they do have a beautiful photograph of Jim the Anvil Nightheart holding a microphone up to his chin, looking like he's like stunned. The cover boy... You know him as Arn Anderson, number nine most hated. <laughs> this is insane, this magazine. Hulk Hogan is not listed in their top 20 wrestlers. Well, this was shortly after WrestleMania 3, so there's like absolutely no excuse. And P.S., Ric Flair is also not listed in their top 20. That's something. So is it possible that the champions are, are not listed in the top 20 on purpose? This isn't a popularity contest, except for the most popular ratings. Right. All right, so Mr. Get, Perfect Kurt Henning, the AWA champ at the yeah, time. So they've got AWA, they've got World Class, they've got Florida. Let's turn the page here. You've got a picture of Miss Elizabeth. Uh, women's wrestling. Women's wrestling. All areas. Misty Blue. The fuck is Misty Blue? <laughs> She's number one. Was she with Glow? I don't know, Misty mm-hmm. Blue. Sherry Martell, you know her. Of course. Wendy Richter, you know her. Nina, I don't know who that is. This is a friend of my daughter's, Nina. <laughs> <laughs> Queen Kong, no clue. Heidi Lee Morgan rings a bell. Palestine. That does not sound like a real wrestler, but according to like a glow name. Yeah. Kat LaRue. Don't know her. Linda Dallas. Unfortunately, I don't know her. And the fabulous Moolah. I definitely she know ha- her. She had to be in there. I yeah. Think. Ironically, the, photo- the photograph above women's wrestling is a photo of Elizabeth, who is not in the top 10, but her photo is used. Okay, so regardless, it and, says women's wrestling with a picture of Elizabeth, then list the top 10 of which Elizabeth is not in the top 10. So we finally get to the Hulkster Hulk Hogan. They have a photo of him, but they still do not have the WWF ratings on the, on the, uh, the corresponding page. They go to the NWF. Now, what are your memories of, of the growing up watching the NWF? I actually have no memory of the NWF. But as now that I'm looking at their roster here of their top 10, um, I don't know their champion, DC Mad Dog Drake. DC Drake. I don't know him. <laughs> I will say that it is pretty impressive, though, that they have Bruiser Brody, Chief Jewel, Strongbow, Stan Hansen, Dr. D. David Schultz, Cousin Luke. Cousin, How is Cousin Luke the number five contender? David San Martino, Af- Aka, the Samoan. <laughs> is that what it says? It's not quite Afa. A.K.A. the Samoan. That's probably supposed to say Afa. Russian assassin, assassin, and the Tonga Kid. I mean, there's some talent there. I've never heard of the NWF before now, so I don't. I'm thinking it doesn't exist. We've got the ICW, the NWA. Uh, of course, they've got the NWA, the WWC, not WCW, but the WWC. That was like the Puerto Rico promotion. Uh, Bruiser Brody before he got murdered, and then you've got the WWF. Like last but not, they had to like sort of stick it to the guys at Titan. They put them on the last page of the official rankings. I got to question the photo editor, Linda Eisenstein, about this because on the WWF page, it's a picture of Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert and Bob and Brad Armstrong, whereas on the NWF, ICW, UWF page, it's Hulk Hogan and Elizabeth. Bizarre. That's. I think we should register our complaint with President Jack Tunney. All right. So we've got to take a drink. There's a picture with blood. Now, this is the same, I think, Sting. No, it's not. It is Sting again, though. It's Sting, like, totally bloody. It doesn't look like like Danny Spivey. 
this is not your mama's sting. He's uh, got that crimson mask, and uh, the the uh, the headline article is about Sting stings, stakes his claim. I'm the best in the UWF. So Sting is like doing UWF promo in '87. He's not even the man called Sting yet. No. Uh, and this is an article written by Robert E. Riddick Jr., which I believe Rick Rude's birth name. And uh, yeah, it's just about his feud with Eddie. Eddie Some Gilbert. porn ad on the next page. <laughs> That was cool. What is that? This is the magazine for the beauties of wrestling. There's like a woman with her breasts and vagina showing <laughs> on the front. Am I lying? You're not lying. Is that Linda Dallas? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Is that Misty Blue? Is that Palestine? There's an American flag behind whoever this woman is. I wish you would pass the magazine. I'd like to really examine this page. It says Beauties. It's an advertisement. Wrestling All-Stars, same publishers, presents Beauties. This may as well be pornography. Fabulous color pinups of Dark Journey, Wendy Richter, Elizabeth Baby Doll, Fabulous Moolah, Fallen Angel, Sunshine, Sherry Mardell, Candy Divine, Crystal Blue, Cat LaRue Luna, and Mad Dog Debbie. So, Misty Blue. Sorry, why is there a full color pinup of the Fabulous Moolah? I don't know. There's something for everyone. I just want to know. Wait, Misty Blue. Okay, so Misty Blue is the number one ranked women's professional wrestler, according to this magazine. Yet in their magazine of beauties, Misty Blue is not available. Crystal Blue is available. That might be Misty's cousin. cousin. (laughs) But I don't know who this photograph is of this. Who's that? Is that Fallen Angel? I'm thinking it's Palestine. No, no, really, though. There's like a blonde nude girl. (laughs) And you just, I don't know. She's not nude. I mean, she's wearing. She's wearing like see-through like lingerie. Yes, exactly. All right, moving along. We're, we're back to the sting in the UWF story. Um, he's bleeding again. He's uh, he's diving off the top rope bloody. And the caption says, Sting is about to flatten Rick Steiner. Spelt wrong. And they don't have the picture of Rick Steiner. <laughs> it's just he's flying in the air. But he is he is fighting Rick Steiner. Make sure you talk right into your... Uh... I, I'm just throwing off a little bit. Um <laughs> Yeah, this is so. This is all about Sting versus Rick, spelt wrong. Steiner. Um, How are they spelling that? R I K. R I C, and then they have R I C K later. Former partners at war. Sting and Steiner! Exclamation mark. Rick Steiner chokes the life out of Sting. It's the same side headlock that uh, Arn Anderson is putting Nikita Koloff in. And we've got another on the next page. Another, uh, I guess, pinup style poster in black and white of Sting. And he's got the sort of like the bootleg makeup. It's a sting is calling his own shots for the first time in his career. Exclamation mark. Doesn't really look like he's Wait, it's like the shots. second consecutive article about sting. No, this is still the same article. It's like, it's like a big feature, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, do we want to get into the ad for stereo revolution? What is that? It looks like two speakers. Okay. High fidelity sound with a three inch speaker. Only eight ninety nine. <laughs> the amazing Aviva stereo speakers fit every sound system: portable radios, cassette players, Sony Walkman, etc. For the unheard price of only eight ninety five. So it's like uh, ex- 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 like speakers. They're pretty cheap though, eight ninety five. It's not a bad deal. All right, <laughs> we're still uh, we're back with Rick Flair. Or sorry, yeah, uh, Sting and Rick Steiner, with a quote from Sting. It's like a ten page article. <laughs> It's like Sports Illustrated. Yeah. It doesn't matter which I do first. Destroy Eddie Gilbert or take the TV title. Either way, I'll be rid of Gilbert. Sting. That's what Sting said? I doubt it. 
Turn the page. We've got a an ad for a spy camera. Low as $10. Not as low as $10. Just low as $10. Spy camera. That's what you can use to spy on people. Really ahead of their time. This is in 87. This is 30 some odd years ago. Continue. <laughs> 32 years ago. Continuing on the next page, we've got more, more. about Sting and Rick Steiner. This Sting article, I'm telling you, that's about 11 pages that spread. Yeah. And that's his pullout quote here is, that's when I saw Terry Taylor for the scum that he is. Oh, is that when Sting. he realized? And he's bleeding again. Must have been a hot program. Rick Steiner against Sting in the UWF with Terry Taylor. Yeah. Do you want to talk about our next uh, UWF article? Is this a UWF like paid for magazine? Could be. Akbar's goons are ready to make their move. Watch out, UWF. The mighty Arab himself. That's what it says. <laughs> General Skandar Akbar knows the value of a dollar. With his millions, the general has bought and sold more men than any other manager in wrestling history. I doubt and he, that. And he's, he's standing there in his pajamas. Yeah. So Skandar Akbar. Watch out, UWF. Article. There's another. Uh, there's, oh, there's him uh, posing with Big Bubba Rogers, a.k.a. the Big Boss Man. And then we've got an ad for the Compass Survival Watch. Never get lost. Freeways, mountains, deserts, jungles, or oceans. As low, $9. It's Nine a, bucks as low. It's the almost indestructible watch. So it is destructible. It's almost indestructible. Yeah. Back to UWF action with uh, Skandor Akbar. He's, uh, I don't know who that jabroni is, the angel of death. And another picture of the big boss man. And then we're on to a page of action po posters with Freddy Krueger and Rambo. How much are those? As low, $8.99? No, poster men, three ninety nine. Buy four posters, get one free. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a good deal. <laughs> and then we've got a... Uh, I can't, Is that the sorry, fallen angel again? <laughs> the angel of death. To get at Akbar, you first have to get by the angel of death. And he's like posed in front of like a bathroom door. You can like <laughs> see the handle. <laughs> the angel of death. World-class photography here from... Uh, George. Yes, from George. Action Hero Super Pinup Magazine is the next ad, which has uh, Hulk Hogan is on the cover of one of them, as well as Magnum TA. So it must be done by the, the Napolitano family. And then... Black Bart? Yeah, Black Bart is still in the article with uh, General Skandor Akbar. The general is clearly right in the thick of things when it comes to who's who in wrestling. Yeah, Black Bart. Yeah. And then we've got another ad. <laughs> The world's most luxurious hunting knife. Oh wow! Now I've had some hunting knives before. Yeah, they're good. I they will they will cut you open. But are they, but are they luxurious? Exactly. I don't think so. <laughs> How much is that? It's a twenty five dollar value, only seven ninety nine. Oh my goodness, that's a lot of luxury for seven ninety five. The prices are pretty comparable to what they should be in twenty nineteen. That's the crazy part. So now we get to the cover story. What page number is this, by the way? This is page 32. So on page 32, there's been uh, no mention in any articles about the WWF yet. There's been two photos, one of Hulk Hogan and one of Elizabeth, both on a page not to do with WWF. And we've had an article about Skandar Akbar, a 12-page article about Sting and Rick Steiner feud, and now we have cover boy Arn Anderson. And I should point out as well, the headline is, Is He the Forgotten Horseman? 
Whereas if you look at the cover, his headline is "I'll kill for a title if I have to." It has nothing to do with like what what explains Art Anderson connect? sells magazines. You know, you put Art on the cover, it's gonna fly off the shelves and end up in an antique mall twenty. 32 years later. For a merc like me to pay 20 bucks for it. Yeah. Um, can you describe the photo here of, of Mr. Anderson? Aaron Anderson looks to be... Cro- uh, oh, he actually has a, a headlock on Nikita, and he's looking right down the barrel of the of George's lens. And the uh, He cap- looks like he's like, kind of caught off guard, too. Yeah, the caption reads, uh, if I may, uh, it says, Anderson is out to prove to the other horsemen that he is as worthy a champion as they that's a little wordy. Not your best work, George. No. Or is this maybe Trudy Eisenstein's work? I'm, yes. not, I'm not sure. Yes. All right. Um, so we've got some photography. And it's it's the entire article is about this. There's Arn like Anderson. six words and the rest of it is just pictures of this Arn and Nikita match. Like really bad black and white photography. Not even like, you know, anything that would uh, you could like hang up on your wall. Um, more Arn Anderson, Nikita Koloff uh, action. And it says, once Aaron puts the spine buster on an opponent, they're lucky if they can walk away. And there's no photograph of Aaron doing said spine buster. There's him doing a little wrist lock on Nikita. And then like him doing, I don't even know what's happening, but Nikita appears to be selling some sort of knee injury. It's a botched, like, or I don't know, back body drop or something Yeah, like that. something's about to happen. And then you get our first, or sorry, our second full color poster of Aaron Anderson wearing the TV title. And uh, this was taken in front of like a, a wall in the locker room. You've got, oh, your favorite, hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert. Rest in peace. Nice, uh, like sexy uh, photo of him with his like cheap Dollarama sunglasses and some championship. You've got Randy and Bill Mulkey, the Mulkey brothers. The Mulkey's got a poster. They look really happy about it, too. They, they look totally stunned. Um got Steve Armstrong and Tracy Smothers, the young guns. No, sorry, the the young pistols, I believe. And then uh, a f- no WWF again. Lex Luger w- holding the. I'm uh, still waiting for a WWF photograph. <laughs> uh, it looks like this is all done in the same photo session. Then you've got New Breed's Sean Royal. Sean uh, Royal? Who's Sean Royal? Or Royal? From the New Breed. And then, of course, he went on to become the Undertaker, <laughs> and I don't believe that's correct. Uh, from there, you've got Road Warrior Animal, and he is looks like he's in pain, um, or doing dr- <laughs> or doing drugs. What's maybe he doing? He's, he's holding hold- like a nail. He's holding the spike to his jacket, right? Um, or his shoulder pads, rather. And he appears to be saying like ah. And this is how the high quality photography <laughs> that you can get from George Napolino. You can see the filling. In Road Warrior Animals too. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So that's you're not going to get that in Pro Wrestling Illustrated. You're also not going to get a, a single WWF poster. The last uh, the last in the section is of the Lightning Express. Is that I don't, Tim, uh, Brad Armstrong and Tim... Tim, Tim Horner. Tim Horner. And Bra- yeah. And Lightning Express bolts the way to the top of the UWF. UWF getting more press in this... Ma- is this a UWF magazine? I think it is. I think it's doubling as that. Uh, Herb Abrams must have greased the palms of uh, George Napolino here. It's not that UWF. Oh, this is the UWF of of of. Uh, oh, like the mid south, like Bill Watts. Bill Watts. Okay, yeah, my mistake. Yes, 
But shout out to that UWF as well. We'll cover that, I'm sure, in a future I, I would time. Imagine. But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you listen to um, Jim Cornette podcasts, do you ever listen to any of his stuff? I do. He talks so much shit about Tim Horner. There's a whole, it's worth a listen, but he hmm. fucking just goes to town on Tim Horner. He hates Tim Horner. Right. Well, I, I think this article about the Lightning Express bolting their way to the top of the UWF is probably a little bit more positive. Uh, here they're facing oh, Big Bubba and the Angel of Death. So this must be from the same photo session. I'm guessing this is a UWF magazine that's like posing itself as a wrestling magazine. They sneak a couple WWF mentions, very few, and the rest are just UWF articles. Well, that that's where you're wrong. Because the next page, we've got uh, our first finally, WWE feature. Finally, Keenan's hanging on. The brain is down, but not out. And it's possibly the worst photo I've ever seen of Bobby Heenan. Like even when he was in like poor health, I think this this photo is worse. Um, he just looks like he's stoned. Is that would that be a fair? It's not a good photo. It's not. It's not. It's not very flattering. Uh, the uh, the the caption here is the brain had assembled the finest group of brawlers in the biz. So what happened? So do they give you the answer to that? I, I would doubt it. We'd have to ask uh, Ted, Ted Pipe. The, Ted Pipe wrote that story? It is a Ted Pipe original. Okay. Uh, we're not going to get into exactly what, what went down here, but it looks like his family's in trouble. He's got pictures of him with uh, Mr. Wonderful. So had this been an article on Sting and uh, Rick Steiner, it'd be 11 pages. It's a WWF article. It's only uh, it's double-sided, but it's one page, basically, there's like 50 words. Well, to be fair, there's an advertising here for apartment wrestling. Oh, is that what's and, happening here? Yeah, and we'll see if maybe there's uh, after. So, but let's let's get into this for a second because I know this is like your area of expertise. Yes. The fear, <laughs> the fierce wheel, world of female fighting. Yes. As you've never before seen it. No. Um, what 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 do you think happens in these videos? I honestly have never seen one. I have never seen one either, and I just know that like anybody who is a wrestling fan. In this era that bought the magazines, that's like we all know apartment wrestling from these ads, these very ads, uh, which I guess WWF magazine was the only magazine that didn't feature the apartment wrestling. Uh, but I think it's just, uh, you know, women uh, wearing their undies, uh, rolling around in someone's apartment on like a camcorder, I would imagine. Do you think George Napolino is holding the camera? No, I, I, I hope not. Um, but, uh, you know, I would say that it's probably, uh, you know, a fetishy kind of thing, uh, as much as they're trying to portray it as female, uh, professional wrestling. I, I've, I have a feeling, professional. I have a feeling that it was used for other, other, uh, things than, you know, wrestling, but, uh, I, I would actually like to see one, uh, an apartment video. Would I would, you, would, uh, should do you we think order? they're on YouTube? I, I, that's a good question. Is that an active phone number on there? It's probably is there not. a one eight hundred number. <laughs> There's no phone number on here. Actually, you have to you have to send away. Uh, they're eight dollars each for them, or three for twenty dollars. So some of the titles are Amazon's in action number thirty six, Fighting Gals monthly number seventeen. I think these are actually uh, magazines. Sorry, but there are videos as well, like such as Foxy Boxing, Golden Girls one hundred seven. I don't think that's the same as the Golden Girls TV show. Glow one. Probably not affiliated with the TV show Glow, and battling wildcats. Ooh! And some of these videos, how much do you think they would cost? Uh, as low seven ninety nine. No, a little bit more. Nine ninety nine. A little bit more. Ten ninety nine. Uh, 
Battling Wildcats retails for seventy four ninety five. Holy shit! So, they were making a killing. They're selling Ferraris. These apartment wrestlers. They only have to sell one tape. <laughs> it's paid for the apartment. Seventy four dollars in nineteen eighty seven is like the equivalent of like three hundred dollars now. And. I don't know if you used to buy the Coliseum videos as opposed to rent them, but like I think like WrestleMania was probably only fifty bucks. Seventy-four dollars. Like What's that, on that tape? Uh, I don't know. I think we may have to do some investigation. Actually, I don't. Misty I don't Blue know. on there. <laughs> Cat Larue. Um, so we're back to the Bobby Heenan story, by the way. Oh, good. So it wasn't just a two pager. Um, some really unflattering photos of Mr. Heenan, some with his neck brace, some without. This must have been uh, during the Ken Batera feud. There's one where he's getting punched by Jacques Rougeau, which I think has got to be a rarity. Um, <laughs> they refer to Ken Patera as Kenny Patera. Oh, good. Kenny Patera is the last frontier. Heenan knows him and must deliver the big payback, or he might as well just take a powder. While the former Olympian is not as impressive a trophy as the heavyweight champion, he is the one obstacle facing Heenan that can make or break Heenan's career. To fault prey to Patera, a former employee, would crush... Oh, there's lots more Heenan. Would crush Heenan's already trampled-on ego. Um, do you want to describe the uh, the Big John Stud and King Kong Bundy uh, photo here? Well, there's a photo of Bundy and Stud. Uh, they appear to be looking at for directions to... <laughs> An IHOP or a Denny's, they're sort of just standing around. Somebody caught them candidly standing together. Is that the best way to describe it? Stud's eyes are closed. Yes. Bunnies are like sneering. And then underneath it, it's a, a photo of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, and his eyes are kind of like half open, a little glazed. <laughs> not not your best work, Mr. Napolino. Uh, we've got two pages of... How many ads are in this fucking magazine? <laughs> Well, you got to get all the back issues of wrestling all stars. Oh, that's Heroes true. Villains, right? That's true. So. <laughs> wow, the, there's the ads go. There's four pages of ads for these wrestling magazines that are. This is longer than any article that I've seen, other than the Sting Steiner. Yeah. A wrestling scene, wrestling all stars poster magazine. These are all good titles. Superstar wrestler wrestling scrapbook. It's and, all the same magazine, just repackaged. I'm sure it is. Uh, and then we finally get, I think it's finally, get into the Wrestling USA section where they take one region of America and just kind of tell you, give you a thumbnail of what's going on at the time. Okay. So we start with AWA, mm -hmm. All where right. the, the champion is uh, is Kurt Hennig. Okay. The tag team champions are Zuchov and Ustinov. Zukov. Boris Zukov. It says Zuchov, though. Does it say Zuchov? Yeah. And to give you a, really a flavor of what's going on in the AWA, they give you uh, three paragraphs. Okay. Next, we move on to the WWF. Yes. Which is in all but five states, according to this map that they've given us, which I don't, I kind of think is bullshit. Okay. <laughs> um, you've got another closed eye photo, this one of Dangerous Danny Davis. Yes. <laughs> it looks like he's about to throw up. Uh, and you've got Harley Race, still has his eye on Hogan's belt. Talking about Brutus Beefcake. Sir Oliver Humperdinck, all the all the big stars. I mean, as a kid, I didn't realize, and I'm, I don't know if you did, but like when Harley Race shows up in WWF, like to us, it was just like a new guy. But like to the wrestling fans that were older and knew what was up, like that was a big deal. Like Harley Race showing up to fight Hulk Hogan, that had to be huge. Yeah, I mean, I think I knew who they were from from magazines, from magazines like this, or much still, much better magazines than this. But you didn't realize like Harley Race is Harley Race. 
Yes. Like to the extent that you understand what he was now, like he was the NWA cha- heavyweight champion in Flair and blah, 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 just, you know. Yeah, and uh, from there we move on to the UWF, which is apparently active in in seven states. Uh, you've got a, a interesting photo. You wouldn't know it from this magazine. <laughs> you've got uh, a photo of Sting. Stinger. Uh, like his eyes bugged out. You've got Doctor Death, Steve Williams with the UWF title, and uh, they're talking about Big Bubba, Eddie Gilbert, Rick Steiner, all the all the clowns we've read about. Then we go to the NWA, which is also is is just as active as the WWF, according to the the USA map they have here. Uh, we've Just got not our, on the East Coast, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, you got your first photo of Ric Flair in the entire magazine. Uh, you've got Nikita Koloff tries to crack Tully Blanchard's skull like a walnut. I'm guessing that like it was like a tag match where it was like Arn Anderson and Tully against Nikita and whoever, and they just like used the same photo- photographs from this match because like their cover story is like Nikita and Arn, and now they have a photo suspiciously of Nikita and Tully in the same outfit. Uh, Nikita's in the same gear. Yeah, and I think you've got uh, Jimmy Garvin with looks like his sister or something like that. Um, that fallen angel. <laughs> Maybe more oh. female apartment wrestling on the T- next page. TNA, and we ain't talking impact. Um, yeah, and this is uh, just in great detail. They're showing the uh, the moves that these women are trying out. Uh, this video cassette's only thirty three dollars, so it's a steal if you're used to paying seventy five dollar prices for your if you, boxy box. You, you know, for the people that like ordered on page like whatever twenty eight, they're really kicking themselves when they get to page seventy one and see that there's a cheaper video. Yes. Um, you also have the the magazines and books, three for twenty two dollars. That seems like a bargain for uh, magazines like Fighting Film Stars and Big and Busty Brawlers, Wildcats, Battling on Amazon's Number Three. Oh, Number Three. Yeah. Do Do you have that one? I have two, but right. uh, I didn't know they made a tri- did a trilogy. <laughs> uh, then you've got the Florida Territory, which is active in one state. Uh, talking about Mike Rotunda. And Ric Flair, Kevin Sol- This was all the NWA. I don't understand why it was a separate region. Right. You've got some random ads for like x-ray vision glasses, uh, special interest bodybuilding videos, self-defense such as kung fu and karate, a female fighting directory. Like, who knows how that'll, uh, when that'll come in handy. On to the NWF, which is, it's uh, got a pretty f- big footprint. It's got the East Coast. It's got a few... Uh, a few states in the West Coast. Uh, you got your man DC Drake in there. Uh, Bruiser Brody. Uh, the NWF Women's Champion is Wendy Richter. I didn't. I never so, heard of the NWF before. Right now, like I was today years old when I first heard about <laughs> DC Drake or DD Drake. Wasn't it DC Drake earlier? <laughs> it was DC Drake, and this now is, he's DD Drake. This is his uh, chief rival, DD Drake. Uh, but it says clearly says Mad Dog DD Drake now, so that might be his name. And they maybe made a mistake earlier. Yeah. Uh, we've got a, some ads for random things here, such as World Heavyweight Champion Title Belt for seventy nine ninety five, as much as it is for the uh, the porn uh, videos. And then you've got Ring Warrior Pro Wrestling Masks, just like the superstars wear, which I doubt, for nine ninety five. Uh, I used to want all of this shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I would want all of this stuff. The Did you, spy cam, the ladies of wrestling, whatever, whatever you got there, man. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, then we go to the WWC, which is, I thought it was in Puerto Rico, but it's got uh, some states crossed off here. Hercules Ayala. You're a big fan of him. I big Herc. <laughs> Not Hercules Hernandez. Uh, TNT, which was Savio Vega later. 
And the world tag champions of the WWC are Mark and Chris Youngblood, the Youngblood brothers. Uh, you've got another ad for wrestling videos, eight millimeter movies and magazines of, of women where their chest is sort of blocked out. And a big half ad for diabetes. But they know their audience. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, so I'm going to skip over the muscle ad. And do you want to get into what the, uh, the ad on the opposite page is here? Uh, yeah, on the back page here, it says the uh, Gentleman Chris Adams International Fan Club. <laughs> it's a full page ad for a Chris Adams fan club. Wow. If you join today, you get an 8x10 color glossy photograph, a personal biography containing the complete Chris Adams story with original photographs from Chris's own scrapbook, four to six newsletters per year. Containing up-to-date wrestling information, Chris Adams interview column, personal correspondence page, featuring your very own snapshot section, fan of the month feature, trivia contest, and much more. The official fan club button, white with three-color trademark British flag logo. The official fan club membership card, personally signed. That's worth the price right there. 10% discount on all exclusive fan club souvenirs. Non-members required to pay full purchase price. All of this... For only fifteen dollars per year. That's a pretty. I would have paid it back in the day if I knew who the hell Chris Adams was back then. I'll tell you what. Maybe some people forgot to cancel and they're still paying the fifteen bucks. Official souvenirs that are available, by the way. Mm-hmm. And if you don't join the fan club, you don't get the ten percent off. Oversized T-shirt or nightshirt, sweatshirt, solid white satin jacket, T-shirt, satin bandana, eight by ten color photos. 17 by 22 full color poster poster or the full colored buttons and uh, Chris Adams and on the back cover <laughs> Ivan Koloff bleeding holding a chain really bleeding too. Like bleeding is... bad like one of his eyes looks like it was poked out very uh, I give this a very low score this magazine uh, did it not have enough cat LaRue for you or I mean, I'll say that the content of WWF, which was super hot at the time, just is non-existent in the magazine. The articles are sparse. There's not a lot of words. It's mostly a picture book. So for kids, it's actually great. This would have been a perfect magazine for a little kid because you can just look at the pictures. There's very little actual work, heavy lifting and re- as far as reading goes. And it's like there's really like three articles and then there's like the charts, like the ratings and then there, that, there's like that recap, which is basically the ratings redux. Like it's like an, another ratings. Absolutely. So there's not much there. Uh, the photographs are pretty bad. And like, o- so overall, it's pretty awful. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you on that last point about the, the photos because, you know, I used to go to the Max Milk and my brother and I would take the magazines home and like make like collages and things like that. So, there was, you know, if you've got somebody bloody and, and they're fighting, and that makes for an interesting uh, collage. Unfortunately, I have no idea who the fuck any of these people are. <laughs> so, like, you know, no offense to the Mulkies, but they're not going to make my collage. I can't believe that there's a Mulkies centerfold in this magazine. So, listen, it's a horrible magazine. Terrible. But I. But that being said, I still would have bought it. And I probably, I may have actually owned this magazine, uh, as far as I know. Uh, but I would have bought it regardless. So, do you want to crack one more open to see if this is just a? Uh, is this something we want to do? Like, uh, just maybe cruise through them? Yeah, we'll go. We'll go. We'll do like, the speed know. round for the second. Yeah. One. All right. So I'm gonna see. All right. This next one is. Sorry, I'm gonna speak into the microphone. 
This is from April 1988, so a little further down. The Mega Powers have now exploded. No. No, they haven't. You're right. Randy Savage is now the, the world champion. Correct. Though, around this time. And on the front cover is your guy, the Red Rooster, before he's the Red Rooster. Terry Taylor turns it on. It's another UWF. <laughs> and, UWF had to have owned this magazine. And his his quote here is, it's time the world knew I'm the best. <laughs> he doesn't actually say that. There is not one WWF mention on the cover oh, of this magazine. That's not true. Where do you see? That's not. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's like a little tiny blurb on the one man gang. It says, it's now or never for one man gang. Has Slick Stooge got what it takes? Question mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. So this is, again, a Wrestling All-Stars. Terry Taylor with the cover. These people at the Antique Mall are can't believe you fucking showed up to their booth. They thought they'd never get rid of this magazine. <laughs> 20 bucks later, it's all mine. Uh, so you got a uh, full-color poster of Nikita Koloff. Looks like he's taking a dump, basically. He's about to tag against Arn and... <laughs> It's from the same TV taping. <laughs> you got Dusty Rhodes doing a bit of a dance in this full color poster. Like uh, it's it's kind of weird. Um, okay, here here is an ad you can get behind. Twelve hot hits for a cool penny, so you can buy Sting, not the UWF guy. Is this like the Columbia House? I think it is. It's probably the off-brand Columbia. Looking for the name of this. Uh, no, it is Col- Columbia Record and Tape Club. Yeah, this is the Columbia Columbia House. Yeah. So, were you a member of this? I was. I was. Was it worthwhile? Well, they get you because you know. Then you forget to cancel, and they send you a, a tape or a CD at full price every month without you asking, and you forget to cancel it, and it turns into a whole fucking thing. Right. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote from uh, the letter uh, the fans speak out. Ricky's the sicky. Dear Wrestling All-Stars, I'm really tired of everyone talking about Ricky Morton. All I ever hear about is how great, popular, and cute he is. I had that problem, too. (laughs) Well, I've got something to say. Robert Gibson is the best. Yeah, right. And always will be. Signed Robert Gibson. (laughs) Signed Robert Gibson's mom. Um, I'd like to thank Robert for being such a gentleman. He is real polite. On the other hand, <laughs> Ricky is just a loud, a loud mouth. Someone who hawks all the airtime and leaves Robert with a chance. They're calling for a heel turn here. With a chance only to say a few words. I don't care what anybody says. Robert is number one all the way. I love him and he's the greatest from Jennifer Cardona in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Wow. And then there's a photo of of Ricky Morton getting out at the airport. <laughs> and it says, could it be that fans are tired of this man? All right. Official ratings, what do you see? Uh, a tag team, Rock and Roll Express. Ric Flair, giant photo. I'll tell you what I don't see, WWF. <laughs> there's a picture of Sting. There's a picture of Rick Rude that I don't know if that's from WWF at the time. Probably not, not yet. Probably UWF. Uh no, it's uh Flair Hogan is not here. No sign of Hogan or WWF anywhere on their official well, ratings. Th- no, there are the WWF ratings, but there's no photos right. representing. It's just Sting and and the Rock and Roll Express and and all that. Who's stuff. Who's the top? Uh, is that Killer Khan number one contender? For oh, Killer Khan is yeah number one contender. Wow. Although they always did the bullshit thing where the Intercontinental Champion was the number one contender, except you never had Honky Tonk Man against Hogan for no. title for title. Well, not on here. He's not the number one contender. Is Killer Khan? 
that's yeah, that's kind of weird. Um, we had the NWF ratings. We'll we'll go over women's wrestling. All areas. Misty Blue is again number one. Who she? Who she? Who does she know? Is <laughs> is that Linda Eisenstein's shoot? Uh, her work name. Well, you can finally see what Misty Blue looks like. That's is actually, that her? That's Heidi Lee Morgan. Oh, that's and, not even Misty? And it does not look very flattering, I've got to say. Uh, the Fabulous Moolah is again number 10. So maybe not I a lot of happening. hanging around. <laughs> not a lot happening in the world of women in uh, 1988. Okay. It's put up or shut up time for Slick. Orders OMG. Do it now. Um, so this is an article about the one-man gang using photos from his pre-WWF career, I believe. This is written by Mike Edison slash Einstein. Always good uh, articles when Mike is puts pen to paper. Yeah, this is definitely not a WWF well, show. Well, that is. Yeah, he's fighting Hulk Hogan in one picture, and then he's fighting like Scott Casey or something like that. And then the caption is, have a seat, orders the gang, when he's clobbering somebody with, with a chair. With like, yeah. a fake chair. I actually was a fan of One Man Gang when he came in uh, to WWF. Uh I liked his finishing hold. Uh, he was the 747 where he was like a, a suplex up and then face a face first suplex. Yeah. You know? And I believe actually he started doing it was a slingshot at first, maybe. And then it just turned into the 747. I just remember the move where he took the guy's head from the top turnbuckle and it dropped down. That may have been later on. Seven forty-seven was a suplex up and then straight back yeah, down. I, 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 I don't doubt that at all. Um, Got a good look. He's big and tall. So we're now looking at an ad for a pro wrestling camp, the making of a professional wrestler. And then they have, I don't know, who, the Fantastics. They're like your counselors. Oh, really? <laughs> pro wrestling camp. You too can be a star of the squared circle with the help of pro wrestling camp. The video. Oh, it's a video. <laughs> other other stars coach, Eddie Sharkey. Help to the big time include the Road Warriors, Jesse the Body Ventura, Ravishing Rick Rude, Nord the Barbarian, Huss, plus a whole host of others with more to Eddie come. Eddie Sharkey. One could be you. And for the video, it's 1995. If you want to learn to be how a wrestler from, uh, from Eddie the Fantastics from, or, or Eddie Sharkey. We're still going to the, uh, the Hulk Hogan One Man Gang uh, article. And how do you describe this photo? Uh, it looks like he has like a, a possibly... A headache, he or like Home Alone Kevin face maybe. One man gang is uh he's got one hand up on each temple, and he looks it's like turn the music down, <laughs> but he's bleeding all over the place. And the, the caption says the gang is one brawler who's not afraid to get down and dirty. No, as you can see by him holding his ears. All right, uh. Exclusive interview. Paul E. Dangerously looking, speaks. Looking svelte. <laughs> it's like half of Paul. I mean, a third of Paul E. Dangerously. I don't know who he's managing here. The Oh, is this like the original Midnight Express or the new Midnight Express? It's a long time ago. Heyman is, has got his Radio Shack uh, like mobile phone with him instead of the cell phone. And there's a, a beautiful black and white photo of one of the Midnight Express... Uh, putting like a, a face lock on somebody. We don't know who that is. Um, so this is an actual Full proper interview. interview yeah. yeah. Um, all stars asks, do you think you have a chance then to be one of the all time greats dangerously? Well, I don't like to brag too much, but as my mama used to say, when you've got it, flaunt it, baby. How much do you think 
do you think Heyman had his fingerprints over this this interview or this article? That sounds like something he would have said. Yeah. Have you heard from Roddy Piper lately? Dangerously. There's a cruise coming up in February with a few wrestlers appearing on it. Bruiser Brody. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying, I'm trying to picture the guy cruise with Bruiser Brody on it. Uh, Jerry Lawler, Missing Link, and others. Bruiser Brody didn't make it on that cruise, sadly. This was 88, so it's probably around that time. Um, I shouldn't be laughing, but it's pretty funny. One of the wrestlers rumored to be appearing as Piper himself. They wouldn't let me appear on the cruise, so I booked the presidential suite. And if I see you, Piper, I'll show you and everybody else why Roddy Piper is a thing of the past. Uh, why is he talking shit about Piper? <laughs> they're not even in the same league. No. Like, literally not in the same league. All right, so you got some more on the Piper interview, or sorry, the uh, Dangerously interview, rather. Got some more female fighting ads. Uh, I'm sure you had all these magazines. Then, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what in the blue hell? Uh, jive tones are bad news for UWF wrestlers. It's a couple of African American gentlemen wearing like uh, tuxedo jackets with tails, with no shirts, but a cummerbund and a bow tie no and pants. a top British <laughs> top hat. The Jive Tones are looking spiffy before their match. Who are the Jive Tones? I've never heard of the Jive Tones. Tag Team Warfare in the UWF has heated up amongst almost to the boiling point. The Lightning Express, Tim Horner, and Brad Armstrong find uh. themselves embroiled in one of the fiercest battles of their championship reign against the pumped-up challenges of a newly formed duo called the Jive Tones. From the minute they got together, Shashka Watley and Tiger Conway Jr. Hmm. Is one of them Pez Watley? <laughs> oh, Pez. No, it's Shaska Watley. Shaska Watley and Tiger Conway Jr. This is another how, UWF article. How do you think the uh, Jive Tones would have fared against like the Usos or the Bar, the New Day? I couldn't tell you. I'd never seen them work. So, I, I'm going to be YouTubing that, though. The Jive Tones. <laughs> um, Slick would be a good manager for the Jive Tones. Jive Soul Bro. Uh, we have an ad for the Computer Wrestling Association, which I'm pretty sure... I actually created on like Microsoft Print Shop. Um, it's it's very. I don't even understand what this is supposed to be, but you have to pick at, pick moves like arm stretch. DVD. And then you like mail in the mail it in, and then you wait like three weeks for <laughs> them to tell you what the next move is. That that seems to be the premise. Uh, cost is one dollar per match, so you have to see if you can win a buck a match. Yep. It's fair. Uh, then you've got more of the, the jive tones and then an ad for 200 enlightening pictures show you how you can enjoy a new, exciting world of sexual experience. Whoa. What is that? <laughs> it's probably Cat LaRue, I, I'm guessing. The Illustrated Encyclopedia of Sex. And is this I how remember you a book called the... the Joy of Sex that was advertised. Mm-hmm. Is this how you learned about the birds and bees from yes. this wrestling magazine? Uh, I look. I guess it's a mag, a book where you, each page has a photo of like a position. Two hundred positions, and the the type is so small. I yes, can I, I literally cannot read, read it. Yeah. yeah. What the hell does it even say? The word sex. I see. What does this? <laughs> now even that we've say? got your attention, have you been missing out on the complete sexual fulfillment you once hoped for? Yes. And which every human being should enjoy. Have you yourself experienced the maximum of sexual enjoyment and provided your marriage partner with the peak of sexual satisfaction? 
Has the time come to infuse your sex life with a new vigor, new interest, and new excitement? Whether you are newly contemplating your honeymoon or looking forward to a second honeymoon, you will you may well find the rewarding sexual techniques you need in the Illustrated Encyclopedia of Sex. This great sex manual with 200 revealing lifelike pictures is yours for a 10-day trial examination. Ex- Who would return that? Explicit I- illustrations make important points and instructions easier to follow. So it's pictures, it's drawn photos. Now, I'm not saying that anybody who read this magazine wouldn't, you know, order away from it, but how many, you know, is this the target audience? I don't know. I think so. This all-inclusive book, uh, Bulldog, contains 416 pages, 200 authentic enlightening photographs, 53 big chapters of illustrated sex facts, each book in itself. There are gratifying sex practices and techniques. There are complete pictures, a complete picture story of women's sex organs. That's what it says. There's a picture story of women's sensation curves, blunders made by men in the sex act and how to avoid them, how male and female sex organs, etc. It's a whole fucking thing. Literally, it's a whole fucking thing. I think we should order it. Well, that could be a podcast for sure. I also want to see if the illustrated photos have like sting. (laughs) (laughs) One man gang. So we're back to the jive tones. Jive tones getting some coverage. Yeah. And it's really weird. So they they came out like the the photo of them had all spiffy in their tuxedo uh, like jackets. And then they're wearing like. Like uh, Jimmy (laughs) Snooker type tights. It's a very odd look. Um, Another ad for Michael Hayes off the streets. That was a popular album. Or maybe not a popular. A year album. later, still advertising it. The first LP. Uh, you got some more on the jive tones. It's like a fourteen-page spread followed by a color photo of the jive tones. They were getting the big push. And they oh, they do have like not only do they have the jacket, but they also have cummerbunds. Yeah, I, Just, I mentioned that. Oh, you did. Okay, I'm sorry. Another uh, photo of Lex Luger standing in front of a pole. Yep. You've got the Terminator. Is that Johnny Ace? Who would, I think go, it might on, be. Who would go on to become the Undertaker? <laughs> That's not the Undertaker. It might be Johnny Ace, though. Because I think that was like Animal's brother. So it looks like him. Could be John Laurinaitis. Got the Junkyard Dog. But not in WWF. No. And then you got Nina. You were talking about Nina earlier. Hello. Here she is. <laughs> Nina. Oh, that's, that's, that could be Ivory. Is that Nina Ferrari? I think it was Tina. Oh, my bad. I don't know how I knew that, but there you go. And then Chris Champion. Don't know who that is. And then you've got Abdullah the Butcher versus Boogie Woogie. Ooh. And Boogie Woogie is, is, has the uh, crimson mask. And uh, Abdullah looks kind of constipated in that photo. And then another photo of Dr. Death, Steve Looking Williams. Looking high off his ass. Not one <laughs> WWF color photo. This is uh, this leads right into a feature story. Doctor Death, Steve William fights an army. That's what being champ is all about. This is another piece by Robert E. Riddick Jr. Um, the uh, the premise is he's taking on people like Black Bart, and more photos of Black Bart, and more, more sex ads. <laughs> California Wildcats, cats fights for the collector. So this is like if you're just like trying to casually get into the cat fight game, you don't want this. This is no, for the serious connoisseur. connoisseur. Yeah, aficionado. <laughs> All right. Um, 
Got some more photos of uh, Dr. Death and, and Black Bart. Uh, four more, in fact. Uh, so I don't know where the army comes in. He's just... Well, I guess he's fighting Skandor Akbar's army, but it's really just Black Bart. And another photo of Black Bart and Steve Williams. Now it's going to be like six pages of uh, previous editions. Yeah, we got Wrestling Spectacular, Wrestling All-Stars, Wrestling Scene, Wrestling All-Stars Heroes and Villains, Wrestling All-Stars Poster Magazine, Wrestling Poster Magazine, Superstar Wrestler, Wrestling Scrapbook, Wrestling All-Stars Scrapbook, and then Terry Taylor, A Man in Love with Himself. I'm the true class act in the UWF. Another UWF article. And again, cover boy. The cover was it's it's time the world knew I'm the best. So again, they, they UWF, which has like coverage in like two states, is the featured attraction. It, it good for them, by the way. Good for them. Way to go, Herb. It's I, I don't I don't think this is Herb's UWF. Fine. fine. Way to go, Bill Watts. Uh, so this is about a, a feud between Terry Taylor and Sting. So we're really going to see a zillion other Sting photos. And St- Sting is bleeding. And I don't know what this photo. The ref lifts Taylor's hand high in victory. The referee looks stoned. Great photography there, George. And then we've got Eddie Gilbert and Terry Taylor together. Here we go. Here is an ad. Badges, $5.95 and, sorry, $5.95 and up. Gold or silver. Did badges. you ever have any of these police badges? Police badges were cool to get back in the day. Uh, I wish I could. You know, I probably wanted to order all sorts of shit from these magazines. How much did, realistically, how much did you buy? I ordered stuff, but I I, I didn't get badges, but I, I would have. Uh, it's funny, like the, aver- the wrestling all-stars magazine, they don't attract advertisers like Pepsi or Coke or bubblegum, or Snickers. Their articles are for uh, cat fights, cat fights, X-ray glasses, <laughs> and five dollar badges. They know their audience. So we're going to the Wrestling USA section, and they start with the WWF, which is this is an improvement. Um, WWF is now in less states than it was a year ago, which I'm not sure I believe. Looks like they lost the middle of the country there. <laughs> uh there's a, a picture of Bam Bam Bigelow like <laughs> wearing a jacket for some reason. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow may be changing his tune. And then you've got the Heart Foundation on the opposite page. The Hearts are looking to get their belts back! Exclamation mark. Got Ravishing Recruits belt RIC. It's a common mistake. And then you go to the NWA, and I don't know who these jabronis are. The new breed is coming on, on strong. Of course, they went on to become the Undertaker. Uh, you got another picture of Nikita Koloff because why not? You got to finish off the uh, reel. Uh, the NW- <laughs> NWA World Champion is Ric Flair. The U.S. Champion is Dusty Rhodes. The U.S. Tag Team Champions are the Minute Express. World Tag Team Champions are Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. And the World TV Champion is Nikita Koloff. Not a bad roster. A lot of champions. Back to the NWF. Oh, it's back to DC Drake now. <laughs> He's no longer DD. It was just like a gimmick change for a little while. Um, you've got a photo of Wendy Richter there as the uh, the women's champion. So the ladies champion. It's classy. Uh, the international champion of the NWF is, you guessed it, Abdullah the Butcher. And the America's champion is Sergeant Slaughter. Um, I'm going to pass this this next ad over to you. Oh, good. <laughs> got another ad here. This one is for the, oh boy. 
the Amazons in Action magazine, there's a photo of a woman who is engulfed in another woman's uh, crotch. <laughs> Both of them are very musc- muscular women, though, I will say. This is a cartoon. It, yeah. Uh, Fighting Gals Monthly magazine or Claws magazine is the premier catfighting magazine Period. Pages of stimulating stories backed up with photos of beautiful yet belligerent women caught up in the heat of feline fury. There are all action cartoons and inked illustrated descriptions of these female cats as they claw their way across the pages. Is this cats or people? It's for both. 60 bucks for 12 issues. Oh, my God. Uh, By the way, here's an advertisement here that says, by the year 2000... Two out of three Americans could be illiterate. It's true. Today, 75 million adults, about one American in three, can't read adequately. And by the year 2000, U.S. News and World Report envisions an America with a literacy rate of 30%. Before that, America comes to be. You can stop it by joining the fight against literacy today. This is a anti-illiteracy article or uh, advertisement. I guess it's true. Uh, with magazines like this, it is true. But look at the print; they make it so hard to read. <laughs> it's like really thin, faded print on the ad. And there's also an ad for sea monkeys. Did you ever own uh, sea monkeys as I a child? I think so. I want to say that I did. I got some from my daughter uh, in the last couple of years, and it was basically just like nothing happens. It was like dandruff in, yeah. in water. Yeah. Like, and a comic exhaust whistle that you put in your tailpipe to make a. An annoying the old banana in the tailpipe. Yeah. Uh, into the UWF. I don't know if you heard of the UWF, <laughs> but <laughs> champion is Dr. Death Steve Williams. The UWF tag team champions are the Sheep Herders, not, not the Bushwhackers. And the UWF television champion is the Nikita Koloff. You got another picture of your uh, Shaska Watley here, as well as Sting. Two more pages of female fighting extravaganza. I think we may have covered this in a previous issue. And then in the AWA, champion Kurt Hennig, tag team champions Dennis Condry and Randy Rose. Oh, that's the the Paul the Polly Dangerously Midnight Express. He's wearing the same uh, loud suit. And then you got Wahoo McDaniel's looking for scalpel. Oh boy, <laughs> he probably didn't even work in the promotion at this point. They're just like, what old timers can we put with them? Uh, world class. Al Perez was the champ. And Eric Embry was the light heavyweight champion. No tag champs. No. Who is this character? Steve Simpson is more popular than ever. Of course, he went on to become The Undertaker. <laughs> uh, if he's so popular, who the fuck is Steve Simpson? You know Steve Simpson. No, Bart Simpson. All right. <laughs> oh, boy. Who is that? So there's a full color photo of um, Mighty Wilbur. <laughs> he looks it's kind of like a hillbilly gimmick, but he's like an off brand hillbilly gimmick. Who was putting who's putting that up? That is bizarre. I Mighty t- Wilbur's family would like probably want a copy of this magazine <laughs> so that there's proof that Mighty Wilbur once had a poster in a magazine because there it is. Like I feel this is like an employee at like a pizza hut. Or something like that, and he became uh, in the wrestling magazine. He's what? Uh, of course, he went on to become the Undertaker. <laughs> yes, he did. Look up the Mighty Wilbur, folks, in your uh, Google machine. And then you've got a uh, a beautiful fo- color photograph of Bobby Eaton versus Sean Royal! Exclamation mark. And again, it's the the chin lock. Uh, no WWF uh, anything in here. Uh, do you want to talk about this ad at all? 
a very horror, uh, really cool actually looking uh, masks, like horror masks, which I remember seeing in these magazines too. Now that now that I see that, I remember one called Snot Rot. I don't know if that's in this uh, this publication, but they uh, they do look very good. And I'm trying to see if there's a price on any of these. Um, one of them is called Baby Stinky. Uh, they're actually they range from. $64 to just $7. Oh. It's not a bad deal for a horror mask. <laughs> and then the final the final photo we're going to leave you with is Ricky Morton. Uh, and he looks like he has, like he's wrapped in athletic tape and he looks like he's about to sneeze. <laughs> Versus Tully Blanchard, who actually is sneezing. It's amazing how much the rockers copied the Rock and Roll Express. Just look at even like the tights, the color, everything. Like they literally ripped it off. And they ended up in wrestling all stars, heroes, and villains. And yeah, the went on to uh, to bigger and better things. So, out Is of that the, it? didn't you buy three magazines? I did. Are we going to go through a third? I think we did. Be painful for the audience, but we should at least look at it. All right. Okay. Here should, we go. Should at least I'm, look I'm at it. I'm getting my twenty dollars worth here today, folks. So this is from February 1988. So probably around the same time frame. Sting on the cover. Of course. Gonna rip this open. It's, it's I mean, being sealed is, for. It'd be selfish of us to go the distance and not go for the third magazine. No, you're right. You're right. But uh, I'm sure nobody's listening at this point except for cable guy Jeff, who's uh, putting this together for us. DJ Farbzy. Yes. Is he? All right. So uh, if you've made it this far in the podcast, you're in luck because we have an issue of wrestling. Stars magazines. Hulk Hogan has not had one article in any of these magazines, and he is the number one draw in professional wrestling at this point. Does he deserve it, though? Macho That's Man it. Randy Savage, nothing in any of these magazines. Uh, all UWF. So I, I've got a point out here. So it is a, a photo of Sting, and you can't go wrong with the Stinger. It's the headline is Sting Sizzles. But he's wearing a headband, which I've never seen. Like He's got his makeup and then a headband. Yeah. Anyways, uh, new UWF sensation has the fans and the fire. There's uh, also a feature on the natural butreed. Cut into another ad for the Chris Adams International Fan Club. You've got a centerfold of uh, the Midnight Express and Jim Cornette. Another ad for Michael Hayes off the streets, uh, his first LP. Um, Chris Adams Fan Club. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna read another letter. Uh, this is uh, Andre the Champ. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dear Wrestling All-Stars, I'm a big fan of Andre the Giant, liar. And I think that he should be wearing the WWF Heavyweight Championship belt. He's been wrestling for about 20 years and deserves to be champion, but he doesn't need Heenan to become champion. Signed, Mr. X, Arachat, Nova Scotia, Canada. Mr. X wrote a, a pen that? Is this, is this a cousin of yours? Is this one Tina Eisenstein? No. No, okay. I just saw Canada. Um... Moving right along here, we got the uh, official ratings, and who do you see here? I see a big picture of Kevin Sullivan with a gut, uh, a photo of him, and he is the number seven most hated competitor. Most popular is not Hulk Hogan, ladies and gentlemen. Hulk Hogan is the number seven most popular wrestler in the world. Number one is Ricky Morton. Of course it is. Number two is Nikita Koloff. Number three is Robert Gibson. Number four is Sting. Number five is Animal. Number six is Hawk. Then Hogan and Beefcake. So Hawk and Animal individually are more popular than Hulk Hogan. Everybody's more popular than Hulk Hogan, according to this magazine. And number one in the top 20, it's worth pointing out, is Lex Luger again. 
Uh, you've got a beautiful uh, photo of the sheep herders. And the they'd light- actually go on to become the Undertaker. The Undertaker. And then you've got a photo of the Lightning Express again. Uh, I'm going to skip through some of these, but let's go. Number one in women is Misty Blue. Still. And they still don't have a photo of no, her. No, it's Heidi Lee Morgan again. Is that, I wonder if they're confusing her with Misty Hyatt. I don't know. I've never heard of her, but she's number one. But uh, Linda Dallas has taken uh, Fabulous Moolah out of the number 10 position. And so. Moolah's now number nine. Yeah, exactly. So things are happening. Can anything stop Gibson and Morton? Rock and roll ready to roar. And this is another Robert E. Riddick Jr. Uh, original. Um, let's see how many pages this one goes on for. Two pages. They're fighting. I don't know who that <laughs> I, I is. I can't have to begin to describe. There's like very few words in these articles. It's like two little paragraphs with big font. And like the rest is just awful photography and terrible layout. Horrible magazines. These are. When I had to develop photos in college, like using a dark room, I think I like came up with better photos than this. I mean, these are really bad. Yeah. The deadly duo of Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard pose a serious threat to R and R and must not be taken lightly. Uh, I don't know who they're fighting, which is like an overweight tag team. Um, you got another ad for the beauties of wrestling. Get more Rock and Roll Express. Then you got something for the trim cycle. Oh, do you ever can you ever cut your exercise time in half using the trim cycle? No, I didn't know about that. It's like a skinny exercise cycle. <laughs> a feature article on Mighty Mitch Snow. I wrestle for the young generation. Mighty who, Mitch Snow. I've never who, heard of. Who, him. Yeah, is that Al Snow's like cousin? It could be. I don't know who Mitch Snow is. Who's he? Who's he tagging with here? Magnum TA. Nope. Scott Hall. DJ Peterson. Is that who that Close, is? Close, yes. There's, um, what? There's uh, magazine ads for Marilyn Monroe, Elvis, and Stephen King. Okay. Of course there are. There's uh, more shenanigans with the Rock and Roll Express here. Or no, sorry, Mighty Mitch Snow. My apologies. And then there's an ad. I actually would be interested in this. Available now, Mayhem in Memphis, the steel cage hair match between Jerry Lawler and... Austin Idol. Oh, wow. Have you ever seen that match? No. I hear it's a good one. I hear it's a good one. <laughs> Got more on Mighty Mitch. Some uh, ads for Rocky Four Magazine. More with Mighty Mitch Snow. Like, who, who's Mighty this kid Mitch blowing? Snow. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> possibly Linda Eisenstein's <laughs> favorite wrestler. How the hell did this guy get like an eight-page spread? Did uh, Mighty Mitch Snow ever come over to the the Eisenstein house? Back I have no idea. I wasn't not while I was there. All right. Um, so you now have the 1987 Reader's Poll, um, and the the biggest photo they have there. People you want to choose is Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't get acknowledged anywhere else. My guy King Kong Bundy is there. Uh, you haven't seen him. Magnum T A Dusty Lex Luger, the the Road Warriors, all them. Then you got the feature story on Sting. Uh, he's Steiner, Murdoch, Gilbert, run for cover. V- Sting vows, I'll destroy them all. Ow! Um. <laughs> Steiner. Steiner, Murdoch, and Gilbert. This is so stale. But there's more photos of Sting versus Rick Steiner. It's probably the exact same match. There's like five of them here. And now he's moving his way to Black Bart and Eddie Gilbert. Um, 
Disaster struck three short weeks ago later when the Lightning Express defeated Sting and Steiner. Seriously, who the fuck cares? Like, I, I have nothing against Sting, but like, this is too much. There is a full color photograph of Sting versus Steiner. Rick Steiner's wearing like rainbow trunks, and he looks like Rick Rude almost. And Sting's got a nice fucking hand of of uh, dink. Steiner's getting full body pressed over. Oh, it's a pretty wild picture, actually. Yeah, I'll also now that you mention, I also point out that Sting's. Uh, um, He's got a bit of wood. <laughs> Sting's looking endowed, if that's what you mean. <laughs> what the fuck? King Kong Bundy versus Scott McGee. Is that supposed to be Tom McGee? Scotty McGee. And it's again, it's like that rear chin lock. It's like the most unflattering photo. King Kong Bundy versus Scott McGee. With an exclamation like, I don't think you needed to put Scott McGee's name in this poster. I think it could have just been like King Kong Bundy, and it's like him beating up somebody. Like, I'm a huge Bundy fan. I you know I appreciate the photo. It's just incredibly un- unflattering. Rugged Ronnie Garvin. Probably before he was rugged. Probably in the UWF. Got Brad Armstrong, the Candyman. Ron Bass with his uh, very uh, very cool mustache. Bugsy McGraw. Bugsy the hell McGraw. Is Bugsy McGraw. Yeesh. Doesn't look like a wrestler. Well, I guess he kind of does. Like an old timey wrestler. You got Ron Simmons pre Doom, pre Dam. He's looking pretty sh- fucking jacked. Ron Simmons has muscles bigger than the page. Finally, Ric Flair's first mentioned in three full article of three full magazines. The article is forget about the Garvins. Flare out to annihilate Dusty Rhodes. It was that. Oh, that wasn't what was on the cover, anyways. He's got uh, he's got the NWA World Championship here. He's battling Rugged Ronnie Garvin, or pre Rugged Ronnie Garvin. A lot of photos of Flare and Garvin, and the one thrown in with Mike Rotunda, for good measure. Then there's an, a feature article on Butch Reed: Natural Talent or Natural Disaster. This is written by Mike Edison, and I don't know what the point of it is. Um, one of the ads here I'm, I'm flipping through is for live man-eating piranhas. Or instantly be taller than her for short guys like me. <laughs> and uh, muscle pumping. I don't even want to know what that is. We go back to Butch Reed, who's battling superstar Graham and Hillbilly Jim, and uh, this is probably when he was working his way up the WWF ranks. What? Here's a question for you. Why was there never a Butch Reed action figure in the WWF? They were supposed to be probably, but he like no showed a TV taping and that was it. Oh, that's right. Then the Honky Tonk Man won the title. Yeah. Okay. You've answered that question. Uh, more more uh, photos from Butch versus Hillbilly and Butch versus Superstar Billy Graham. Two more pages of magazine ads. Sorry, four more pages of magazine ads and five more pages of magazine ads. We get to Wrestling USA, and the uh, the top uh, territory here is the AWA with Boris Zuchov and Soledad, Soledad Ustinov are now the tag team champions. You've got uh, Greg Gagne pulling Larry Zabisco. Look, he looks like he's about to pass gas. Great photo. Got to hand it to Napolino. WWF, the, the, the photo is of superstar Billy Graham for some reason. Even less of the country <laughs> covered by the WWF territory. They have like a little slice of the East Coast. They have California. They have uh, Nevada. 
No, they don't even have Nevada. They have California. And California is split up into two territories for some reason. And they have like something in the middle here. But they don't have any presence in Texas, in Florida, in Portland, in Minnesota, anywhere. It was a simpler Ohio, time. Ohio, nowhere. Um, you've got to check out the, this vintage photo of Demolition. It's probably like one of their first photos ever. Wow, that's like not even Axe and Smash. No, I think it is. I think that's it's like Axe and Mulkey. Maybe. One of the Mulkey brothers. You know, of and course, who he went on to become. The Undertaker. Yes. Then the UWF. Black Bart. You've got, yeah, Black Bart and Skandor Akbar. The Whackers. It's the Sheep Herder here. And the champion is, the UWF world's champion is Dr. Death Steve Williams, of course. Got a lot of uh, Steve Williams love in these magazines. The NWA. Oh, my God. There's like 45 champions. World champion Ronnie Garvin. World's junior heavyweight champion is Lasertron. I don't believe that. Uh, U.S. champion Lex Luger, world tag team champions Rock and Roll Express, U.S. tag team champion the Midnight Express, international tag team champions the Road Warriors, six-man tag team champions the Road Warriors and Dusty Rhodes, and the TV champion Nikita Koloff. It's like way too many champions. <laughs> uh, you've got a, a sort of casual photo of uh, Robert Gibson in the bar, probably by the fan who prefers him over Ricky Morton. NWA has the smallest territory, according to their map. <laughs> It's like the Eastern Seaboard. I uh, got two pages of female fighting extravaganza again. The WWC. Now you are a big WWC fan. Did you ever see them like live in Puerto Rico? No, no. Hercules Ayala, Carlos Colon, youngster. I uh, got. Here we go. An ad for Video Sports Limited featuring the superstars of women's competitive wrestling. Uh, videos, photos, and more. Send $3 for a brochure. No, thanks. <laughs> and then world class. I don't know who the hell this is. I've never seen this wrestler ever before. And I've been writing about wrestling for like 30 years. Brian Adidas. Crush? This, no, this guy went on to become Undertaker. Uh, okay, gotcha. Uh, the Texas Tag Team Champions, by the way, in case Mitch you're wondering. Snow. <laughs> What's the guy's name? <laughs> Marvelous Mitch Snow. Uh, the t- tag team champions are Tony Atlas and Sweet Brown Sugar. Not sure who that is. Some more women's wrestling ads. Then you've got the Wild Wild West Territory, which Never is heard of it. only available in Texas. And there's no champions, um, but it does have the missing link and the missing link's mother and the fabulous Lance, Iceman Parsons. The new spoiler, Dewey Forte, Wild Bill Irwin, Solomon Grundy, Buddy Jack Roberts, Johnny Tatum, and Jason and Mark Sterling. It seems like a good up and coming promotion. Just keep an eye on them. And then uh, some some ads here, and then the final photo. Do you want the honors? Uh, we've got cousin Butch, uh, Butch Miller, uh, one time future Bushwhacker, uh, bleeding his face off. As they so lovingly always post uh, photos of people bleeding on the back cover of their magazines. Now you talk about things that you would hang Terrible up. Terrible magazine. I would give these magazines a 2 out of 10. I'd give them a 12 out of 10 as far as just like humorous, like to look at well, and thumb through. That's what it is. Absolutely. But they're just awful magazines. They're awful in every aspect. Uh, it's bad journalism, bad photography, bad everything. The advertising is pretty good. 
Okay. Yeah, knives. You got porn. Like what? What more do you want? <laughs> Shout out to Linda Eisenstein, who was the head of ad sales, so she really had her finger on the pulse of what wrestling fans were interested in. But overall, wrestling all stars, heroes, and villains. I hope to never look at another edition again. Um, really awful. And hopefully this podcast was entertaining and people could imagine thumbing through so that we did it so they don't have to. Absolutely. So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I am at Canadian Bulldog, or you can check us out at CanadianBulldogsWorld.com. And you are? I'm Stu Stone at Stu Stone, wherever podcasts are sold. All right. So we'll see you folks at the newsstand. And thank you for listening to another edition of Wrestling Merchandise and Memories. Shout out to Cable Guy Jeff. Yes. Thank you.